Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Faith in the Zone, a show about sports and faith and how the two come together in lives being touched. Right now, discover how people in sports walk in faith with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern alongside my co-host this week, sitting in for Pastor Ken Keltner, Tom Roy. He, uh, president and founder of UPI, former president, Tom? Still president. <laughs> I'm still, I think. Still, I didn't check my emails, uh, but I think I'm president. still there. Yeah. I'm still president and founder of UPI. Tom, it's uh, always good to see you. You've been such a good friend to me and to this show. Thank you so much for coming in. It's awesome. I love it. And our guest today is one of my favorites. We laugh together for a week straight about once a year at a Christian College World Series. And so glad Keith is on the show today. Well, the fact that he's running for president yeah, and nobody knows it but us. The three of us are the only ones, but I've got if he's got a yard sign, I'll put it up. Yeah. Our special guest for the entire hour, former head baseball coach for the Kentucky Wildcats, Keith Madison. Keith, how are you today? I am awesome, and thanks so much for having me on. <laughs> hey, Keith, uh, real quick before we get into what we want to talk to you about, a year ago, the Wisconsin Badgers played the Kentucky Wildcats in basketball. Oh. <laughs> and and now there's two Badgers here. You know, we're we're just uh, we're just talking a little smack here. We don't want to talk about the year before. We just want to talk about last year. Uh, that was a heck of a win for the Badgers over that number one undefeated Kentucky Wildcat team. Yeah, that was a great win. I have to congratulate all the all the Badger fans on that one and. Uh, but way to start the program off. <laughs> hey, Keith, if I'm not giving you a little smack, nobody does, right? I was told by Tom Roy that you have thick skin, you can take all this stuff. <laughs> that's what he told me. That's what he told me. Tom, could you uh, tell us a little bit about how you and Keith know each other? Well, it would be at this National Christian College Athletic Association World Series down in uh, um, Ohio just outside of Cincinnati, Mason, Ohio. And, he, and Keith works with an organization, SCORE International. And one of our former guys at UPI, Donnie Gordon, is with him now. And uh, Keith and I, about the same age, about the same kind of interests, and we just have a fun time together uh, for that week. And so, honestly, and he and I have talked about this, one of my reasons for going back 27 years is so that he and I can hang out a little bit. So I was fired up that uh, he could be on the program today. Well, I appreciate you setting this up. I really do. Hey, Keith, let's talk a little bit about your background, where you grew up, and where did you play? Where you played ball? I grew up in a very, very small town in South Central Kentucky, uh, right outside of town, really on a farm. The name of the town is Brownsville, Kentucky, and um, <laughs> we. Our town is so small, we don't even have a traffic light. And it's a, it's the only incorporated town in the entire county. And so I'm a rural kid. Uh, nobody can claim they're from a smaller town than me. The population 
of Brownsville is 800 people. So I grew up just absolutely loving baseball and couldn't get enough of it. I had an older brother that, uh, you know, we played catch all the time. We played strikeout. When he didn't play with me, I drew a strike zone on the barn, and I had three baseballs. I would throw them into that strike zone and uh, retrieve the balls and do it all over again. So I just uh, was absolutely in love with this game called baseball and uh, played little league ball in, in this little town. And uh, when I when I was 17 years old, I was a senior in high school and I was getting ready to graduate. Nobody had recruited me and I knew I, was, I wanted to play either basketball or baseball in college. And um, I had been recruited a little bit in basketball. So I was playing Legion ball in Bowling Green, Kentucky, about 30 miles away, and I told my Legion coach, hey, uh, is there any way you think I can play college baseball? And so he started making some phone calls for me. Uh, he had it set up with a coach from a small Division One school in western Kentucky called Murray State University was going to come to watch me play. Uh, he was going to watch me pitch in a, in a Legion tournament down in Paducah, Kentucky. Uh, and so he was supposed to watch me pitch on Saturday night. On Friday night, our team got in a little bit of trouble uh, in terms of giving up too many runs, and it was a single elimination tournament. We thought we were going to win this game easily, but it didn't work out that way. So we we started off with a like nine nothing lead, and the team came back, and and finally in the uh, in the ninth inning, our legion coach says, "Madison, get loose." And my first thought is, wait a minute, I'm supposed to pitch tomorrow night. This college coach is supposed to watch me pitch tomorrow night. And if I pitch tonight, you know, I'm not going to be able to pitch well tomorrow night. So anyway, I don't know whether it was anger or or what, but I I go down to the bullpen and I just start throwing gas. I'm throwing harder than I've ever thrown in my life. By the time they bring me into the game, the score's tied 9-9. to And the bases are loaded. It's the bottom of the ninth and uh, there's no outs. And I'm thinking, wow, what a predicament. You know, if I walk the guy, we lose. If I give up a deep fly ball, we lose. There's like a thousand different ways to lose this game. The first pitch I threw, this true story, was right at the hitter's head. (laughs) And the hitter ducked, and the ball hit the bat, foul ball. And I proceeded to strike that guy out. I struck out the side. The game goes into extra innings. I struck out nine guys in a row, threw better than I've ever thrown that I had ever thrown in my life. I was just in the zone. And uh but after the game we won the game. After the game I was still a little disappointed because I I had never been seen by a college coach. You know, I was from such a rural area and I thought I blew my chance. I'll probably never get get a chance to pitch in front of this coach again. So I go over to my coach and he congratulates me and, and I said, Hey, Coach, I, I I don't guess Coach Reagan from Murray State was here tonight. And he said, no, but there's two guys standing over there by the fence wanting to talk to you. And they're pro scouts. One's from the Atlanta Braves and the other one's from the Montreal Expos. So I filled out these little information cards uh, that scouts ask you to fill out. And I couldn't wait to get to a cell phone to call my dad. I mean, to a pay phone. They, we didn't have cell phones back then. A pay phone to call my dad and let him know that I actually met two pro scouts. I was so fired up. To make a long story just a little bit longer, (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, I ended up signing that summer as a free agent with the Montreal Expos. It was after the draft, and they paid for my college education, and I played five years of minor league baseball, and um, it just opened up a lot of doors for a country boy from Kentucky to get an opportunity to play at the professional level and to get my education, and uh, that's that's sort of my playing career. I made it to uh, made it into Triple A actually at age nineteen. Was well on my way to uh, I think making it to the big leagues. And same old story that you hear from thousands of players every year. Uh, had an injury and it set me back a little bit. Got signed by the Reds, made it back to Triple A, and had another injury. And then I became a coach uh, because of the injury. So that that's sort of my playing career and how I got started in baseball. So I'm thankful that that I hit that bat. Uh, yeah, yeah, you bet. <laughs> and you couldn't do that again if you if you tried. I'm sure we're talking to Keith Madison, uh, former head coach for the Kentucky Wildcats baseball. He's now working with Scoring National. You can go to uh, coachkeithmadison.com to get more information on on Coach. And, and I can tell you, if you go to their website, and I'm going to talk about this later in the show, really impressed with some of the the blog, the articles that they have on uh, on that website. Again, it's coachkeithmadison.com if you want to read that. And we're going to talk a little uh, bit later in the show about one of the blogs, Coaches Beware, It's Contagious. And I felt like uh, Coach Madison was writing that directly to me. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about uh, that later in the show. Coach, did you know when, when, when you were playing that one day you wanted to become a coach? I did not, really. I, 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 first of all, growing up in Kentucky, it was all about basketball. And as a, as a young guy, I, I wanted to play basketball at the University of Kentucky. And then, you know, um, probably limited ability-wise and height-wise, I, I wasn't quite there as a basketball player. And, uh, thankfully, I had a great high school baseball coach that really encouraged me. And then the, the whole thing with the Legion ball that I just talked about really, really opened up a door for me. Uh, and then, as I mentioned, as soon as I, as soon as uh, my baseball playing career was over, I, I took a job as a high school baseball coach down in um, Lake Wales, Florida. I coached two years of high school ball simply because I felt like. I knew more about baseball than anything else. I didn't want to go back to the farm, so uh, I decided to use my education and use my playing experience to, to coach young men. And then uh, in my third year of coaching, I, I, uh, God really opened up a, a huge door for me, and I was able to get a graduate assistant coaching position at Mississippi State University under a legendary baseball coach by the name of Ron Polk. Uh, Coach Polk at that time was probably uh, one of the top three coaches in America, and uh, he turned the pitchers over to me and allowed me to to be the pitching coach on a on a top twenty team as a twenty five year old uh, coach, and uh, and then a year later uh, the job at Kentucky comes open, and at uh, twenty six years old I became the head baseball coach at the University of Kentucky and. Did that for 25 years, and uh, it was a blast. Yeah, at that, at that point, the youngest head baseball coach in NCAA Division One, uh, when when they made that offer uh, to you, coach, it had to be unbelievable at that age to be offered the head job at Kentucky. 
after just a couple of years of coaching had to be incredibly humbling for you. It was. I was uh, I was really overwhelmed with emotion, and, and I'll try to make this story just a little bit shorter than my uh, signing with the Expo story, but when I was the, when I was coaching at Mississippi State University, I remember getting on the bus one day, and Ron Polk said, hey, the Kentucky job's open. You should send in your resume. And I said, Coach, are you kidding me? I'm, you know, 26 years old. They're not going to hire a 26-year-old uh, guy to coach in the SEC. He said, I'll send, send your resume, and I'll make a phone call for you. Meanwhile, there was a junior college job open, and a, and a, and a guy that had played on my triple A team and the Expos organization was the coach there. He decided to go into scouting and and give up his junior college coaching job, called me and said, Hey, I can get this job for you. So I had interviewed in Illinois for a junior college job and uh and and I was going to take that job, but my wife didn't like this particular little town in Illinois. So I said what the heck? I'm, I'm going to I'm going to call Cliff Hagen, who is the athletic director at Kentucky, just to see if I can come up and talk to him about the Kentucky job. So I called him and said, reminded him that Coach Polk had had called about me, and and um, he said, Hey, can you be in my office at ten o'clock tomorrow morning? So I made that drive to Lexington and uh, get back to Starkville, Mississippi, where we still had our apartment, and um, get a phone call immediately as soon as we get into the apartment. Got a phone call from Cliff Hagen, who was this uh, sort of iconic sports figure in the state of Kentucky. He was an all-pro NBA player, two-time All-American in Kentucky, and now the athletic director. And I was just in awe of this guy. And he calls me and says, "Hey, you know, if you still want want this job, it's yours." So I go in and tell my wife, and she immediately starts crying. And she's not a crier. And I said, "What are you crying about? This is this is the happiest day of my life." And she said, "I'm pregnant." So I found out <laughs> I found out that I got the job at Kentucky and I was going to be a dad in the same moment, and uh, so I almost had a heart attack. So, uh, <laughs> That's awesome. It was a thrill, you know, to to be able to come back to my home state, coach at the uh, at the largest university in the state, and uh, and I was a huge Wildcat fan growing up, so. Uh, it was it was pretty cool, and um, to be honest with you, the program wasn't well funded back then. It was just known as a basketball school, and and they funded football just because they had to, being in the Southeastern Conference. But it was just a basketball school, and so I really had to do a lot of fundraising, and it was a it was a hard job. It was rewarding, but it was very difficult, and we eventually sort of got the program going and, and, and started winning a few games and recruiting some pretty good players, and, and um, it was great. We were talking to Keith Madison. We're going to get to a break, other side of the break. We're going to talk to Keith a little bit about his faith and ask for his testimony. But uh, let me tell you a little something about Keith. He's a member of three Hall of Fames, Kentucky High School Baseball Coaches Association, the University of Kentucky Athletic Hall of Fame, and American Baseball Coaches Association Hall of Fame. He is uh he's big time, guys. He is Keith Madison, the former head coach for the Kentucky Wildcats, and he's joining us here on, on Faith in the Zone. Look forward to uh talking a little bit about his faith and how it's affected his life professionally and personally on the other side. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio one oh five seven FM, the fan. 
back to Faith in the Zone, a journey on how people in sports walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Chick-fil-A Brookfield. Here's hosts Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern alongside my co-host this week. He's Tom Roy. He's the president and founder of UPI. He's a Grafton native. It's the only reason we let this Only reason I'm here, baby. He's the only reason. He's been such a good friend to me and to this show that any chance I get to uh, have lunch or talk to Tom Roy, I take. Our special guest today is Keith Madison. He's the former head coach for the Kentucky Wildcats, and he's now working for SCORE International. Keith, thank you so much for that first segment where we got uh, talking a little bit about you know your background and, and your baseball life. I'd like to kind of transition, if we can, segment two, talk a little bit about your faith and ask for your testimony and where it all began for you. Well, I appreciate that opportunity. I, I uh, was one of those kids, as I mentioned in the first segment, I grew up in a very small town, grew up in, on a farm, and and thankfully, we were one of those families that always went to church. And and I, I didn't know really didn't know anything except faith, uh, you know, when I was young. And but then when I uh, when I when I started playing professional baseball, I I wanted to hang out with the cool guys. And uh, you can imagine this country boy from Kentucky, and all of a sudden I'm on the on a team with. Uh, Players from USC and University of Texas, and and guys from New York and Puerto Rico, and and I just wanted to hang out with the cool guys and really really got away from from my faith and uh, started um, doing some things that young men do sometimes <laughs> when when they when they're out with a bunch of guys and and I remember going to bed at night uh, praying and and asking God to forgive me and. And then I would go out the next night and do the same thing. And, and I did that so often, finally, I got to that point uh, because I wasn't, even though I, I was a Christian, I wasn't really, I really wasn't grounded in my faith. I didn't, I didn't really know the Word of God. I didn't, had never studied the Bible. So I got to that point where I would, I'd lay in my bed and I, and I would think, God doesn't want to hear from me again. He's, he's tired of hearing from me. He, uh, I didn't understand that that whole thing of grace, and uh, and it wasn't until I got married and and started having children that I thought I want my sons to grow up knowing about Christ and following Christ like I did when I was young. But I want them to be grounded in the Word of God. So it was then that I really started getting into the Word more, uh, really. Um, through the encouragement from my wife, uh, found a church that really uh, was grounded in the Word and, and where I could hear good preaching and get encouragement from other believers. And that's when I started living for Christ in, instead of just uh, knowing Christ as that ticket to heaven. <laughs> I started really knowing Him and, and wanting to serve Him and to honor Him with my life. And that doesn't mean... That I was perfect. I still made mistakes, but my life became more a, a life of freedom, and uh, and and less about guilt and more about the freedom of serving Christ and 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 being a part of His plan. 
Hey, Tom, on this show, uh, Pastor Ken and I like to say that, you know, everybody has a story. And trust me, we never, ever, it never gets old to us. Yeah. And what what, in the, what a great story that, that Keith Madison has, a great testimony. And, and I love the fact that, you know, he's willing to come on this station and say, hey, look, I got into to minor league baseball, and we've had a lot of baseball guys on on this show that say, "Look, when you're in the minor leagues, there's a lot of temptation. Yep. No, you know, you're in hotel rooms all over the place, and nobody really is keeping you accountable. And there's a lot of a uh, lot of temptation in each of the cities we'd go to. And we're talking to a guy who said, "Look, I, you know, 17, 18 years old. These are the guys I thought I wanted to hang out with because I thought they were the fun guys, the cool guys. And and the fact that he you know, w- was able to then say, hold on a second, and and redemption and grace is just so important. Yeah, Coach, um, as you think back to that time, was there any individual or individuals that really God used in your life to get you to that next level, let's call it? Getting into the Word and just, or was it your your wife and you, and you just said, you know, I need to do this? That, that's the way it started. It was just my wife and I, and, and, and really she she became... Right after we got married, she became a seeker, and uh, she she wasn't she didn't grow up attending church like I did, and 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 she were, she started asking me a lot of questions, and I was I was a little embarrassed because I, I I felt like I had to live that life in front of her to be worthy of her asking me those questions, but she didn't see it that way. So I introduced her to uh, a pastor that I had grown up near, and he was so awesome in the way he just explained uh, the cross and the resurrection and how and how Christ paid for our sins, that we didn't have to... It's not how many times you help an old lady across the street or how many good things you do. It's surrendering your life to Christ and trusting that he paid that price for you. And I, I always think about 2 Corinthians 5.21, where Paul says, God made him who knew no sin be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. And it's so plain that Paul tells us in that verse that, you know, Jesus took all of our sins. He took Mike's and Tom's and Keith's sins, all the sins we've ever committed and all the sins we're ever going to commit, and those sins were hanging on the cross with Christ. And in exchange, if we trust him, he gives us his righteousness, and that's the only way we can really live for him and is through trusting him and receiving his righteousness because we have none of our own. That's great stuff, man. And, Keith, let me ask you this, because as Mike said earlier, a lot of those listening are coaches. How did it affect your coaching at a Division One school? Were you already at Kentucky when this began? I was, yeah, I, it was right before... It was right before I got to Kentucky. I was uh, on the staff at Mississippi State University, and this was before we started having children. And and uh, an assistant coach by the name of Mark Johnson, who later became a legendary coach at Texas A&M University, he invited me to FCA at Mississippi State. And I asked him, what is FCA? He said, well, <laughs> it's Fellowship of Christian Athletes, and it's just where a group of athletes get together and, and – uh, you know, we share testimonies with each other, and we encourage each other in our faith. And I thought, man, that's what I need. I need to be around other men who get 
that was the beginning. That that gave me that that desire to get closer to God. And Sharon was encouraging me to do that too because she had recently become a Christian. And so when I got to Kentucky, uh, I, I sort of connected with the FCA at the University of Kentucky. And for a little while, I've got to admit to you, I was I was one of those guys when I was around the Christian coaches. I, I sort of knew the lingo and I knew how to act. But when I was around coaches that were were not believers, I sort of knew how to act around them as well. So I was on the fence. And, and finally, when 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 my my sons were born, it was almost like God was saying to me, "Hey, buddy, you're either going to follow me or not. You can't. There, there's no there's no gray here. You know, you either." Proclaim that you're a follower, and then live for me, or not. And and I started following Christ. And again, I it's not that I've been perfect since then, but I feel like I have grown because I do hang out with guys like Tom Roy and Mark Johnson and different people that have poured into my life, and it makes a difference. Um, a friend of mine told me one time. He said, "You are who you're with." So if you're constantly hanging around people that use a tremendous amount of profanity and, and, and go to the wrong places, you're going to become like them. But if you hang around people that follow Christ, you're going to become more like Christ. And so uh, that's, and then it, so it was in my mid to late 20s that I really started, started having this desire to not be a hypocrite, to be real. And uh, that's, been the, that's been the greatest decision I ever made. He is uh, Keith Madison, former head baseball coach. He's been the baseball coach in Kentucky for a long time. He's now working with Score International. He also is the publisher of, of uh, Inside Pitch. Inside Pitch is an official, the official magazine, American Baseball Coaches Association. Coach, was it how difficult was it for you in this transition in in your spiritual walk to be able to take what what you were feeling and learning? into the locker room and, and talk to these guys? That's a great question. Uh, it was it was difficult at the beginning, but, uh, you know, once you take that step of faith and you become real and you, you, you proclaim that you are a follower of Christ, it doesn't mean that, you know, you have to preach all the time and you, you're not beating people over the head with the Bible, but uh, I, I can't remember who it was that, that said, uh, preach a sermon every day and when necessary, use words. And that's what I've attempted to do. And so without even sharing my faith verbally, there were players that would come into my office and say, Coach, you know, there's something different about you. Uh, would you pray for me? Or would you explain this to me? Or would you help me through this situation? And it doesn't take long for the word to get out on the team or on a coaching staff or in an athletic department that, you know, Keith Madison will pray for you. He will encourage you, uh, and that sort of thing. And so, uh, it wasn't that I was making these bold statements in the newspaper, or I didn't force my players to go to chapel, but I encouraged them um, to walk with Christ. And it's uh, interesting. Uh, I have a, a former player that is a doctor here in Lexington now, and his family's from India. And I'll never forget him coming into my office and looking at the Bible on my desk and saying, Coach, tell me what's in that book. And, and I was able to share with him. And uh, he said, can I, have, 
can I have a Bible? And I said, absolutely. So I gave him a Bible. I broke my first NCAA rule. I gave <laughs> player a Bible. And he read it. And uh, so we talked about it. I remember I said, is it okay with your parents uh, that, that you read this Bible? And he said, oh, yeah, we, we actually have a picture of Jesus in our uh, in our home. And I said, really? You're from India and you have a picture of Jesus? He said, yeah, but we also have a picture of Buddha and we have a picture of Gandhi, and we have all these other religious leaders. Uh, we have photos of them in our home, too. And so this young man, not because of me, but because of the blood of Christ, and because he chose to go this route, he is a, a, a strong Christian man now. He, he married a, a, a Christian uh, lady, and uh, he has a tremendous practice in, in Lexington now. So... It's amazing how God will open up that door. And again, you know, you don't have to force people into that door. You just open it for them and make it available for them. We are talking to Keith Madison, again, former head uh, baseball coach, Kentucky Wildcats. You can go to coachkeithmadison.com for more information. Uh, there's a, uh, a great picture of him and his, his lovely wife, Sharon. And it's, uh, it says, uh, Coach Madison, his wife, Sharon, enjoy serving through SCORE International. And that's what we're going to talk about on the other side of the break. Coach, i got to tell you, I, I know Tom's wife and I know my wife, and I know we both outkicked our coverage a little bit. <laughs> Looking at that picture, you're a fine-looking guy, but you outkicked your coverage a little bit as well. So we all did pretty well in that category, didn't we? Absolutely, and she's uh... – She's as beautiful on the inside as she is the outs. I've been I've been very very blessed with uh, with Sharon. We've been married for forty four years now, and that's uh, it's just a, it's a joy. Well, ours was uh, thirty three on June eleventh, so we're we we won't catch up to you, but we'll stay close behind. <laughs> I got forty six. Come on, guys, My let's goodness. go. Let's get her done. Man, just when I think I'm doing <laughs> something right, you guys got to go get and whoop us. Hey, let me uh, let me get to a break. Other side of the break, we're going to continue our conversation with Keith Madison again. CoachKeithMadison.com. I would highly recommend you go to that website. Some really good stuff on that website, including a blog that we're going to talk about uh, a little bit on the other side of the break as well. This is Faith in the Zone. On Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone, an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Bunzel's Old Fashioned Meat Market, an all-American window and doors. Here's hosts Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern alongside this week's co-host sitting in for Pastor Ken Keltner is Tom Roy. He's the president and founder of UPI, our special guest, and I appreciate Tom setting this up. Keith Madison is now my my favorite coach ever at Kentucky, I'm just telling you. He is the former head baseball coach for the Kentucky Wildcats. He's now working with SCORE International. Guys, before we talk more about SCORE, I have to tell you guys one quick story that I think you'll enjoy. A.J. Ellis, who's a catcher for Los Angeles Dodgers, actually married a girl from Milwaukee, comes north for the wintertime. So he's up here, and we had him in studio one 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 day to to do faith in the zone, and we talked about baseball chapel, and he said, "Hey, I got a funny story to tell you. We we had a really good chapel. We we're playing the Giants, 
and had a great, uh, great chapel. And and, and uh, Clayton Kershaw was throwing that day. And I'm catching, and Buster Posey gets in the uh, batter's box, and he said, uh, "I said, hey, Buster, man, that was a great uh, chapel today, don't you think?" And Buster goes, "Yeah, yeah, I, I, you know, I'll talk about it later." He said, "No, you know, they were in the book of John. What'd you think of?" And he took a time out. He said, hey, "AJ, what are you doing?" He said, "I just want to talk about that chapel. I'm so fired up." He said, "Clayton Kershaw's on the mound." You know, I, I'm not going to talk about the Bible right now. I got to get you, I got ready to, to to hit the best pitcher in all of baseball. And AJ's, well, what do you think about uh, the Book of John? Do you like it? And he's like, dude, I'm not going. He took another time out. The umpire said, hey, that's enough. Quit talking like that. Let's play ball. And after Buster's like, that's awesome. That's that's our way of talking smack right there. So, you know, you got to love baseball players. But you had talked about in, in college, coach, with not forcing guys to go to chapel. It's interesting because Tom, you and I have had that conversation. The ba- baseball chapels in major league and in the minors, they do as good a job as any professional sports that there is to to, to open this up for players. Definitely do, and because of uh, the length of time that they've been in the locker rooms, now a lot of those former players are in management or coaching and. They keep doing that, and Vince Noss, right? Vince is the uh, yeah, he's, he's the, the president. Yep, and then there's Score International that takes guys out. Uh, most of them before they got there get there, but you've had some pretty big names that you've taken to the Dominican coach. Yeah, we we uh, we have a really neat trip in November, and a lot of listeners may be interested in trying this sometime. But we call it the November Baseball Outreach. We go to the Dominican Republic, like Tom said, and and we put on free baseball clinics for thousands of kids during the week. Uh, and then uh, we, we share our faith with them after the clinics. And then we go out and serve in the sugarcane villages and in the afternoons. And then we get together as a group in the evening and, and talk about our experiences during the day. But, yeah, we've had Andy Pettit and Mariano Rivera, uh, Nelson Cruz. Uh, we, we've had some uh, great, great guys go with us. And, but all the guys are great. You know, when, when Andy Pettit gets uh, down to the Dominican Republic and he travels around to the sugarcane villages with us, he's, he's just one of the guys. You know, he, he uh, uh, at first everybody's sort of in awe, but then they realize, hey, this, 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 is, just a, this is just a good old boy that uh, loves to help people and, and, and loves Jesus and wants to, wants to do some good stuff. So it's, it's a great trip. We do that, and you can find out information on the about that trip on the uh, coachkeithmadison.com website and and then also I take uh, college and high school baseball players down to the Dominican Republic and we compete against some really good Dominican baseball teams um, and then I take the college and high school guys out into the villages and uh, we take food and and uh, we just uh, hang out with the kids and 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 try to love kids and and share our faith with them in that way so uh, it's been it's been a real blessing to be a part of Score International. Hey, and- hey Keith, can I ask? Because we have a lot of again high school baseball players and coaches and parents that listen to the show. If if somebody would want to get involved in that, is there a tryout or how would they get involved in something like that? No, there's. I mean, we have uh, when we do the November baseball outreach deal where we do the clinics for the kids. I, I would say probably we take about two hundred men down there with us. And it's become a really popular father-son trip where a lot of dads will bring their, their high school or middle school uh, sons with them. And 
probably 30 or 40 percent of the of the adults are baseball players or baseball coaches or former coaches or former players but the other 50 or 60 percent of the guys are just businessmen maybe they like baseball and they just want to serve they've heard about how great baseball is in the Dominican Republic that's appealing to them so not all of our or not all of our guys that go on the trips with us are real uh, professional baseball people they're just guys that want to serve and they want to use baseball as a as a way to serve people in the Dominican Republic. And you had talked about the college and high school baseball teams that you, you bring down there to play. Um, how do those guys get involved? Well, we uh, it's interesting. Um, if, if, if you're a player and you want to do that, you just contact me. And we have, we've had guys that are big-time Division One baseball players. We've also had uh, really small Christian college players that maybe aren't quite as talented as the as the as, as a Division One player, so uh, there's different levels of of players. But once we get there, we just sort of bond as a team, and, and nobody cares whether one player plays for Alabama and the other one, other one plays for uh, Bethel College. Uh, it doesn't really matter. It, they realize that they're down there really to serve. Um, and I and I tell people, Tom's heard me say this a hundred times, but uh, you know, if you really want to grow as a baseball player. Go to a third world country and 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 serve and compete and and you will grow as a player. You'll grow as a man, and you'll grow spiritually. Yeah, that's uh, Score International again. You can get more information two ways. Uh, Coach uh, Keith Madison, Coach Keith Madison dot com, or Score Intl Score dot org. There's uh, information on that as well, and and their vision statement that I took off their website to glorify God through missions in obedience to the Great Commission is a great vision statement. I, I love the strategic objectives that they have. Evangelize the lost, engage people in missions, equip and train disciples, encourage others through serving, and empower people to excellence. Uh, I love when organizations, and, and, and you would think that SCORE International would do this, but I just like when they, they put out what their strategic objectives are, what their vision statement is, and I think that's really impressive. Coach, before we get to a break, we've got to get to a break in a couple of minutes. I was just uh, really impressed with some of the blogs that you have on uh, your website, CoachKeithMadison.com, and the one that just caught caught me today, it's the, 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 the latest one that you've put out, Coaches Beware, It's Contagious, and part of that, Lou Holtz once said, ability is what you're, you're capable of, of doing, motivation determines what you do, attitude determines how well you do it and that article was about coaches and their attitude and how important it is to check some bad attitudes at the door and the story about about you coming back from a disappointing uh weekend trip where you dropped two to a team that was at the bottom and and not feeling like getting a a real good quick fun practice in and you ran in i think to the football coach you said hey we need to talk about your attitude before you go to practice, and and I just thought there's a lot of stuff in that blog that uh, that guys like me would learn a lot from. And again, Co- CoachKeithMadison.com and check those out. That was a really well written piece, Coach. Well, thank you so much. And, and and you're right. I mean, a lot of times we talk about players' attitudes, but sometimes a coach's attitude uh, sort of sets the tone for the entire team. And I've been around coaches that are very cynical. Uh, very negative, and uh, boy, players 
they, they don't even want to come to practice. And now that I've been out of coaching for a little while, I, I spend a lot of time talking to players about things like this. And, and, and players really want coaches to be demanding. They, they, they want coaches to demand excellence, but they hate it when coaches are cynical or, or, or when coaches make fun of them, when they make a mistake. Uh, it, it's one thing to be demanding, but then it's another thing to have a positive attitude in doing it. And, and that's what I, I try to teach coaches now that I have a ministry to coaches and I try to help coaches in those areas is to, uh, you know, demand excellence, but at the same time, be positive and try to encourage your players uh, to reach their goals. Guys, we're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, we'll wrap this up. He's been a great guest, man. I'll tell you, Coach Keith Madison, former head baseball coach for a long time with the Kentucky Wildcats, now working for Score International. Again, Keith, CoachKeithMadison.com to get more information on him. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. More now of Faith in the Zone, discovering people of sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Young Express. Back with hosts Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern alongside my co-host this week, Grafton native Tom Roy. Where, where are you? You're an Indiana boy <laughs> now, aren't you? Wow. No, yeah, I live in uh, Winona Lake, Indiana. Yeah, but you're but still a Packer big guy. Big time cheesehead. Green and big gold, time. baby. That's what yep. we're talking. He's sitting in for Pastor Ken Keltner, our special guest. And I didn't know him before this, but I'm a big fan. He uh, he brings it, man. He doesn't mess around. He's throwing 95, 96 mile an hour BBs. And uh, yeah, you could never throw it that hard, could you, Keith? Uh, you know, I, I like to think that I yeah, should. There you go. There he, he is Keith Madison, former uh, head baseball coach for the Kentucky Wildcats, also the publisher of a baseball magazine called Inside Pitch. And if people have interest in Inside Pitch, they can go online, insidepitchonline.com. That's one word, insidepitchonline.com. Or there's an app that you can get, um, Inside Pitch, and some really good stuff in this magazine. I'm looking forward to to looking at it myself, InsidePitchOnline.com. The other thing that I asked Keith if it was okay if I did, number of times I'll get people calling me saying, hey, look, I feel really led to, to help um, finance or help financially some of the people you've had on, but you never give us that opportunity. Well, I'm going to give you the opportunity now. Go to CoachKeithMadison.com, one word, CoachKeithMadison.com, and, and you can help fund and, and, and help him and his mission with Score International. And I would highly recommend you go to that website if you're feeling led to do that to help him out. And if you're uh, one of these guys that, that heard him talk about the, the baseball teams that they bring or the father and son, the November baseball outreach that a lot of fathers and sons uh, take advantage of, uh, you can email Keith, and it's uh, Keith at scorebaseball.org. If you did not, if you're driving, couldn't get uh, all that information, give me a call at the office. I'll have this at my desk, and I can get you any of the information uh, that you need. You know, Tom, as always, you know, first-class guys that, that, that you bring to this show, and I can't thank you enough. 
Keith Madison's at the top of the list, man. He's a good boy. Keith's good people, man. Thanks for doing this, Keith. I know you're a pretty busy man, and uh, we're trusting God's going to use this. You were powerful today, buddy. Good, good job. Thank you, Tom. Man, it's always great to talk to you and Mike. It's been awesome to be on your program, and and uh, I, I hope I hope the people up in Wisconsin can understand the Southern accent, and <laughs> and uh, hope they if, if if they don't get it, just give me a call, and maybe uh, maybe I can decipher it for them. But thanks so much for having me. It's been a blast. Yeah, we we can get transcripts for people if they if they need it, and no worries. Not bad for a boy from Brownsville. We get we get somebody from Indiana to to translate. No, hey, hey yeah. speaking of Indiana, do you know what a Hoosier is? <laughs> I do. It's uh, I'm not going to say it on the air though. No, you know what? Nobody's <laughs> hey, nobody's gotten that. John McLaughlin who pay, played, he's here in Milwaukee. Played, he's the voice of the Bucks. He said, "Hoosier, I know what that is. That's uh, that's a winner." And he said, now, you know what, Pastor Ken swears by this. There was a a, a pastor that uh, his name was Harry Hoosier. African-American pastor that traveled all through Indiana long time ago in the early days, and he would spread the word of God. And he, he said, you look it up. His name is Harry Hoosier. And when they built that university, they went with the Indiana Hoosiers. And he believes that's what a Hoosier is. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a great, great story. And he's going to stick to it. And I believe the Hoosiers uh, beat Kentucky again this year in basketball, but that's just a rumor I read. I, well, <laughs> yeah, I'm not going there. I'm going two years ago with that Badger win. When, uh, man, they had uh, all those boys were first-round picks. We, You know, we had Decker, and, well, I guess we had some first-round picks as well. That was a good one. Hey, Keith, last question. Wisconsin, uh, do, they do not have a Division One baseball team. I do a high school baseball show here on uh, 105.7 FM, The Fan, and I keep getting asked, will, will the Badgers ever bring baseball back? And and I don't know the answer to that. I know it's expensive to bring it back, but I think it, you know, a university like Madison really should have a Division One baseball program. Absolutely, especially with all the Milwaukee Brewers fans and, 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 and Wisconsin's a good baseball state. And those kids... If they're if they're Division One baseball players, if, if they have the talent to do that, it's a shame that they have to go out of state to play. So I'm a big advocate of that, and what a tremendous uh, sports tradition they have uh, at the University of Wisconsin. They need baseball. Yeah, I agree, Keith. I'd love to uh, one day have you on that high school baseball show. We talk a lot about kids, and and we talk about the recruiting process and what coaches at, at major colleges are looking for. And and kids all think that it's all it is is if I can throw faster, if I can run a little faster, hit the ball harder. But there's so much more to it than than that, guys. We've got to get out, and I will promise you, I'll have Keith Madison on that baseball show again. Coach KeithMadison dot com for more information. Tom, thank you. You're thanks, good, buddy. Man. You're you, better. You're yeah, better. You bet, boys. Thanks a lot. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. You've been listening to Faith in the Zone with hosts Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner. You can hear Faith in the Zone every Sunday at 8 a.m. To find past shows, exclusive podcasts, or to contribute with an inside tip for a guest, simply go to faithinthezone.com. Faith in the Zone is an inside look at people of sports and their walk in faith. Join us again next Sunday for Faith in the Zone right here on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 